Welcome to Demand Does the Six Questions, where the same six questions can tell a unique story. I am your host, Demond, father of two, husband of one, and leader of this here Demondcast. And before we get started, remember to go on Apple Podcasts and sign in your name. Find Demond Does. Give a five-star review and put some words in it, uh-huh. Let the show be seen, uh-huh. I said, let the show be seen, and we'll keep continue this conversation. My guest today is Terry Bodie. He's a proud husband and father and grandfather, and he's also a former OVW, Ohio Valley Wrestling, re-announcer and commentator, and is currently an area representative for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes in Covington, Georgia. We talk about everything from religion to relationships to a couple of interesting wrestling stories that I think you'll like. So if you're ready, take it away past me. And on the line, we've got Terry Bodie. Say what's up, Terry. Hello. What's going on, everybody? How are you, man? Demanda, it's so good to talk to you, man. I'm, I'm so grateful that, and humbled that you asked me to be a part of what you are sharing with the world, man. So thank you. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you for uh, helping me out with this. This is going to be fun, man. I was, oh. I'm looking forward to hearing uh, some of your you know, your answers to some of these questions. You know, it's just, it's just amazing to me. I mean, I'm very grateful for you because growing up being a wrestling fan, wrestling was always a connection for my dad and I, and no matter where we were in life, it, it was there. And my dad had passed relatively short time before I actually got to start working in the ring. Every time I was in the ring, there was that connection with my dad. And that would not have happened if it hadn't been for you taking and and being generous of you uh, generous of that that's the one thing i don't think people understand sometimes about some of the people in wrestling is that they are so generous with sh- trying to help people who genuinely want help and respect and do it the right way um you didn't have to do it you didn't you didn't you didn't need to do it but you did it anyway and so i'm grateful for the small little bit that i was able to live out my dream and being able to look out and, and connect with friends and the places and the people I've been able to meet because of that. So thank you, brother. That I mean, that's one piece I just wanted to share with you. Question number one. Okay, so you're the area director for the FCA at a high school in Georgia. So what do you do? After went out of wrestling, I decided to go into ministry full-time. I serve working with coaches, athletes, families, and and teachers and students in schools, and just trying to give them another voice of what's going on. Uh, Students in high school are dealing with so much and especially high school athletics. So for me to be able to present them, you know, the good news of the gospel gives them an opportunity to hear another voice and and to be able to show them 
what it's like to live a life of service and love. So I'm at practice, I'm talking to them, I'm, I'm serving the coaches, I'm on the sidelines, gotten to meet some amazing people. But that's what I do right now. I love it. I love being able to serve these students and, and, and fulfill God's and explain to them, you know, that they're more than just grades or stats or, you know, how many stars of a recruit they are, that they were created and help them find their purpose and their greater calling. So that much. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's interesting to say the very least. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's been a wild ride. Yeah, I can only imagine you. I'm, I'm sure you've seen some stuff, and we'll definitely get into that. So, let's get started with question number one. When did you uh, know you wanted to do this full-time, when you wanted to do the ministry full-time? Like, what were the circumstances? Sure. Sure. I felt God's calling on my life eight years ago. I grew up in a Catholic background, and I remember I was an altar boy till I was 18, and and I remember at uh, one point I was coming off, and my mother, uh, God, had made a comment because I was, I been doing something and had a black jacket on with black pants and one of her friends went oh who's the new priest and when I turned around she said no that's my son and, and so it, I, I kind of knew that God was important in my life um, but walked away from my faith for a while wasn't active God just put a tug on my heart and I got involved with a local church uh, in Louisville Southeast Christian through some life events that were happening within my family and and just felt the need that these students needed to be served and loved. I, I had a heart for it, and so I had people that were you know that gave me an opportunity to serve in high school. And then, being that I loved sports so much, you know, there was a way to kind of get into it. Now, again, I'm in my 40s at the time when this is happening, so this is not like I'm fresh out of school. I'm, I'm kind of doing things, you know, different than what the quote-unquote the normal pre the normal progression would be. And so I had heard about F Fellowship of Christian Athletes (FCA) and had served with them and had volunteered with them. And and when we made the move to Georgia, uh, rural, uh, south metro Atlanta, Georgia, from Louisville, Kentucky, um, I got connected out here and just it solidified everything that was going on and just filled the need. And God has provided an opportunity, and, and now I'm full time. It really there were some tests along the way. There was a, you know, there was three years where I basically didn't make any money. You know, it was I was volunteering, and God had this call on my heart uh, to love on these students and uh, it's been it's, it's definitely had its challenges but it's well worth it sounds like a heck of a heck of a ride which is uh, which is par for the course anytime you you pursue a passion you know so that makes sense yeah you know, I mean, even the word, the word passion, the word passion, you know, you look at the root of the word passio, it means you know, what do you, what, what, what are you willing to suffer through that will bring you joy in the end? You know, what are you willing to suffer through, to go through the suffering through that, that will bring you joy? And, you know, this is a passion, you know, when you, when, when this is it, you're going to have to be able to push through it. And, um, you know, there were times where I wanted to quit. 
you know, there were times where it was difficult, not from the people I was serving, but just in my own head and in my own heart of, you know, am I really meant for this? You know, and and I and I thought I was I thought I was going to be a, like a local youth pastor at a church. Uh, you know, so I, had a, I would try to apply for jobs. And because I didn't have any paid ministry experience, you know, at that time, I was not getting any looks. I mean, I wasn't even I wasn't even getting callbacks i think out of all the applications i ever sent i had i had four interviews and that's what i had so it was out of the hundreds of you know applications you send you what why you know you know am i really meant to do this you know and then you know god always has a way of working it out question number two what do you wish you had known when you had first started out See, Fellowship of Christian Athletes is a is a parachurch ministry. So everything I have to do is I have to kind of fundraise for all of the needs and, and everything else. I for me, I wish I would have known a little more about that. And the other piece is I wish I would have I wish I would have known. Wow, that's kind of a harder question. I think I wish I would have known a little bit more been a little bit prepared for some of the resistance that you meet when you deal with something that is a, a um, faith-based, you know, people have an idea of what, you know, when you put the word Christian in something, it automatically invokes an emotional response. And I think sometimes for me, I wasn't aware just how powerful that response was in some people. Um, I've had some people that have walked out of my life because when I said this is what I want to do and and I've had more people come into my life but still I wasn't prepared for that shock of oh you're now that guy no I'm still me (laughs) I just you know that's where I think that's where I think the biggest thing for me is I, I never try to plan out what I want to do just being able to trust that God, you know, God is who he is and, you know, he's got a plan and, you know, my job is to just wake up every day and say, okay, God, I'm going to go where you send me, you know, to think that I'd be sitting, you know, talking to you now today and, you know, even when we met, you know, even when you and I met, um, this was never on my radar. I never thought I'd be living in Covington, Georgia. I didn't even know Covington, Georgia existed, let alone serving here and doing what I'm doing. It's just a matter of, you know, just being able to wake up every day and say, you know, God, this day is yours. How can I serve you? And you're right about hindsight, man. If, if I have a nickel for every time, you know, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I mean, I've gone through so many different things. It's like, you know, growing up, I wanted to be the quarterback for the Jets, you know. Uh, and then after that, you know, I, th- you know, I want, I was in the military for ten years, and you know, and I thought I was going to make a career of that. And then, you know, I got into, you know, a career in um, the insurance industry, and out of the insurance industry, went into, you know, managing at a, you know, managing at corporate America, and owned a business, and you know, all of these things all these ebbs and flows that, you know, I had no idea, you know, so, you know, I, I still, when people go, what do you want to do? I'm like, I just want to get through today and honor God with my day to day and see where he takes me tomorrow. Yeah, that's fair. I like uh, having a little more choice in the matter. <laughs> <laughs> 
I pray through it all. I don't just wake up. Okay, am I hearing this? Okay, let's go. You know, you you, you kind of you get discernment and you kind of think about it. Oh, absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Uh, let's see. Question number three. What's your go-to order at your favorite hometown restaurant? Here in Covington, let's see. If I go to Amici's, it's it's a pizza place and wings. It's a it's the number one special there. Nice nice slice of pizza and a salad. Or if I'm going out to eat, go to RL's, which is real Louisiana. They have this amazing etouffee and the greens. I'm not a greens guy, but the greens are amazing. I uh, don't know what he does to them. Probably don't want to know but it's uh they they are just they're delicious but my all time if you ask me hey we're going you know we're getting in the car we got a plane where are you gonna go i'm going back to uh calandria's pizza in middletown new york where i grew up the best pizza place on the planet it still looks the same as when i when i was there when i graduated high school back in the 1900s it still looks the same still got the same faded posters on the wall and the pizza is still amazing so that's where i would go that is awesome and at some point we're gonna have to go <laughs> oh done you don't have to that is if you road trip calandria's pizza done i'm there whenever my friends are going back home for like high school reunions or like homecoming football games like we're going to calandria's i'm like can y'all just package me up a pie and send it to me i have messaged the owner i have tried to figure it out it's just i can't but so but every time i do go up there i am there and you know the closest thing to it in louisville would be like spinelli's you know spinelli's is good Benelli's is good. I'm a pizza guy. I like it. Some people are Heyman guys and Cornette guys. I'm a pizza guy. So there you go. Um, Heyman, you know, Paul Heyman. <laughs> what was that last thing you said? I'm sorry, I missed it. I said some more wrestling plugs in there. Some more wrestling anecdotes. What can I tell you? Question number four. What are you curious about? I'm curious to find out more about building relationships. One of the things I do right now is I think right now we're so divided as a country and culture and whatever. I think we have to have more conversations than positions. And I would be curious to find out what does it take to have more conversations going on in the world? You know, that's the deep part. What what would I I would love I would be curious to know <laughs> I'd be curious to try to figure out how to throw a ninety mile an hour fastball, but or to probably hit one. I think I've hit one once or twice. But you know, just can't. Uh, but uh, outside of outside of that type stuff, just being able to be curious about how we can start seeing each other and building these relationships and creating relationships where people who can look different, vote different, talk different, act different, but still have a, a level of civility and respect like it used to. That's that's what I would like to see. That's what I'm curious about. And if you get any answers, by all means, can I have the exclusive? <laughs> Hey, you got it. You got it. You know, 
I will I will be the I'll be the first one. You'll be the you'll be the second person to know after I tell Cheryl. That's fair. <laughs> Question number five. Is there anything I should have asked but didn't? If there was one thing, it's probably, you know, what would be my favorite um, wrestling experience and, and memory three that stand out to me. The first time I got to actually do the commentary on the show behind the desk was very was very cool at Ohio Valley Wrestling. That first show sitting behind that desk and knowing all of the people who have sat behind that desk some people and, and all the matches that were called in that ring and from those microphones. Do you know how was, Terry, do you know the re, yeah. do you know OVW's uh signal reach? Like how far that goes? Cuz I just wanted oh. to put that in perspective for you thinking about that cuz that that is really cool. That is nothing to sneeze at for sure. Um I they, think I think it hit me when Somebody, one of my friends on Facebook, who's a wrestling fan, went on some one of the one of the many wrestling websites, and it had like the history of Ohio Valley wrestling, and I was listed as an announcer. That's you know, I think for me, you know, that was like holy cow, you know, this, you know, because it, it 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 is, it's a very iconic brand and I you know something that is getting some value um, especially now when you think of you know their ties with WWE and impact and and everybody in ROA ring of honor and you know all of these all of these people I think that was I think that was absolutely awesome I think being able to do things like have you know have like an after the bell segment where you and I sat down and we kind of did this in reverse to be able to have that but I think as far as like my ring and when I was a ring announcer when there was one match in the seven on seven it was after you hit it was of course yeah now I know wait a minute I take that back let me let me that just came to me my favorite OVW moment of all time and I think you're gonna know where this is and I'm just gonna say it and you can fill in the blank it's when you looked out in the crowd <laughs> Stand up when you talk to me. I'm gonna let you fill that in. That to me is still out of everything I have ever heard a comeback from anyone. <laughs> that to me was the most awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Cause, and, and you got you got to put you got to you got to fill that in. I don't know how much time we got, but you got to fill that in. Oh, you got to share that. that. Was, it was oh, absolutely gosh. awesome. This is so cold blooded. Um, okay, what is his name? Do you remember his name? I can't remember his name off the uh, top uh, of my head. God bless him. Oh gosh, it's gonna come to me later. I'll have to edit it in or something. His name was Marcus. He would mess with me. He was a longtime OVW fan. Super nice guy. Babyface or heel, he'd always come mess with me. Like as a, as a heel, he would he would get after me. There are times where Demond and Mo Green was it are Charles, very, was it? Say again. It was, his name wasn't Charles, was it? It'll come to me. I'm not 100 yeah. percent sure. 
he would, you know, really nice guy. Every time I saw him, he would, you know, uh, chit chat and stuff. And uh, he's also in a wheelchair. So he's giving it to me. And yeah. Mogr, the, no, the, the, because he's in the wheelchair. I'm, the, 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 the line guy, between awesome the, guy. The line between Mo Green and Demond is thin at times, and yes. um, Demond, when he gets defensive, goes right after the jugular. <laughs> um, actually, it's more Mo Green, but Demond wants to go for the jugular. Mo Green goes for the jugular, if that makes any sense. You know, the turn yourself up to eleven kind of thing. Oh yeah. So. So he's giving it to me, da 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 why you don't want to, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I spin around, I look him dead in the face. I go, stand up when you talk to me. And the and you, and from my perspective, one, again, not a very tall guy. Matter of fact, he's looking down on me sitting in his wheelchair. That's what makes it so tag on funny. That's what made it so absurd to me, like, after the fact. And I look over his head, and I can see you in the background. Like, oh my gosh, did I just hear what I thought I heard? Yes. Yep. And he yep. was like, I can't believe. Yeah. And he was, and, and to his credit, I saw him later, and because uh, I, because I thought it fell out of my mouth before I could even stop it, and uh, so I, and I didn't think about it until about three seconds later. Like, ooh, I'm in so much trouble for that one. Um. So I get to the back. So uh, when I see him later. He he didn't even think anything of it. He thought it was hilarious. And then the next no, the yeah. next week he said uh, he said he started getting on me. I'm like you stand you know because I know you had talked to him. I'm like you stand up when you talk to me. He goes you first. I'm like why are you little? Yeah, yeah, he did. I mean that was the part that was it was funny to me because so so from my from from my side of it, I'm standing behind him because every week um, there would be a bunch of fans that would come and they were all in wheelchairs and OVW had a, had a section where people could go right up to the wall and that would be that would be there and so the wheelchair people would have access and he was awesome he was an amazing guy he would smile he would laugh he would give it he would give everything he could and he really loved giving you a hard time. He would, I was like, why do you keep picking on him? He goes, if I don't try to tell him who's going to, Terry, somebody's got to speak to him and try to get him to do better. And I was like, okay, you, you know, you go right on ahead and, you know, uh, uh, whatever. But when, so I'm standing behind him when that, yeah, and I'm, I'm literally going, oh my gosh, did he just say this? And, uh, and, and it wasn't it, it wasn't as as offensive in the moment because I knew that he could handle it. I was worried about the people like the three other people that were around that were going, what did he just did he just insult somebody? And because I knew you were going in the back and I was gonna have to be the one to try to that they were gonna complain to because that was my <laughs> role at the time. Cause I was in the crowd and I was kind of the host slash MC whatever at that time. It was still early on. But it was funny. But he just I mean he gave it right back to you and he did he's like you first and it was like oh wow 
ain't got to worry about him. You know, he's on his own. And I think you took your flip flop off and you were you you held it like you were going to. But they, I think you you I saw you I saw the moment where you realized what you said because you immediately spun around. You're like oh, you know, like you turned around and went back to the ring. I think it was Cliff was in the ring or something like that, and and you were there. So that kind of summed up what what being a fan at wrestling was all about not picking on somebody who was handicapped but that interaction and having fun and being able to talk and laugh and joke and know at the end of the day that he showed up next week and he loved it I mean, you made him feel important in that moment. You saw him. You didn't see a wheelchair. You saw him, and you treated him the same way as if you would have treated anybody else. So that was kind of a cool thing for me to see. I I didn't even think of I didn't even think of it that way. That's uh, that makes me feel a little better. I'm trying. No, but seriously, it did. I mean, you you didn't you didn't see. You didn't. You saw. You saw the person. You didn't see the circumstance, and that goes back to what I'm curious about. It's like I think if we if we're able to start looking at things like that and why we don't do that more often, I think things would be. I I, I pray that things would be a lot different. Here's how I approach potentially sensitive subjects. I make sure that that it's what the attention is of the question. Because I, I always ask them out of ignorance because I just don't know. If it's a dumb question, just tell me and give me the answer so I can go about my business. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I come at it from an academic standpoint. I'm like, I don't know. I really don't know. Please tell me. Please inform me. I don't get it. And I'm okay with not getting it until you explain it to me like I'm an eight-year-old. I don't get it. You know, whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? And um, I've asked some uh, odd questions of people that I'm, I've grown close to that way and I got the answers I wanted because they knew that I was not coming from any place of malice I was coming from a place of ignorance and I came up with you know basically belly up yeah. like hey <laughs> yeah. you know it's and that's a hard that's a hard thing for people to do we make assumptions we you know oh yeah I'm with you on that I think I think that just comes from having conversations I think so for Far too often, people want to defend a position. If you defend, you know, if you take a position and you're not open to a conversation, you know, you have to defend and debate and do everything about your position. But if we're having a conversation, you know, I'm always open to try to learn something. I, I think that's that's what I'm curious about. Why are we more curious? So the last question, question number six: If you could create a new holiday, what would it commemorate? Oh my goodness. There's, there would be two, and they're both sports-related. One would be, I think, Super Bowl Sunday should be a national holiday. I truly believe it. Everything shuts down. Everybody stops. Doesn't matter who it is. It's Super Bowl Sunday. You know, you, you go to church, then you watch the game. That's it. Don't do nothing else. And then, and then uh, you know, WrestleMania, maybe. WrestleMania, I don't know. But I think I definitely think the you know the Super Bowl. I think the Super Bowl shouldn't be one that it should be a national holiday, and you just go ahead and do. It. You should be able to take. You should be able to take the Monday. It should be like anything else. If the holiday falls on a Sunday, you get the Monday off. So you know, I think everybody should have Super Bowl Monday to recover from food coma, staying up late, whatever. 
Terry, you cannot give the NFL more power. I'm not giving. I'm giving the people the power. You know, I'm giving the people the power. The, you know, I'm giving the people the power to go rise up. You know, fight for your fight for your half day. All right. Is there anything you want to plug? To the no, I mean definitely, uh, definitely try to find me on social media. Uh, there's a uh, uh, Facebook. Uh, you can find you can find a page uh, at Terry Bodie um, at T Bodie B O D D I E F C A on uh, Instagram and Twitter. I'd love to talk to you. Um, if if there's somebody who would like me to come and speak to their, if there's a coach that would like for me to come and speak to their team or speak at their school or have questions about fellowship or Christian athletes or anything I've talked about um, reach out to me uh, either you know, directly or you know feel free to contact Damon. Damon can forward it to you as well he's got all my information and I would love to be able to sit down grab a cup of coffee and, and talk about it and chop it up with somebody and you know and learn something about somebody else uh, you're a good man Terry I'm proud I'm proud and I'm glad to call you friend man thanks for doing this with me this was a lot of fun I appreciate you Oh man, it's it's more fun. It's more fun for me, man. Like I said, when when I think of all the people and all the places that I've been able to meet, um, because uh, of a meeting you at a restaurant and being able to say that I played a small part in one of the in, in a very minor part in one of the biggest wrestling promotions that's out there. And again, I had the smallest part. I just got to talk. Uh, it was all of you guys who share your talent and all the girls who share their talent and put their bodies on the line and sacrifice so much to try to live out a dream. You know, that's why I work so hard to, you know, try to do what I do or do what I did for you guys because I saw the sacrifice to try to put smiles on people's faces and make them laugh and create memories. You know, that that was so cool. But to think that I was able to do all this and meet some of the people I've met and because of an interaction with, you know, from meeting somebody at a restaurant, you know, opens that up and encourages me to keep having more relationships. If I if I wouldn't been encouraged by by what happened from that meeting, the, I, I think of how many other meetings I've taken and in the back of my head go, man, I wonder what's going to come out of this. You know, if I hadn't taken that meeting, I think of everything I would have missed. So I would just encourage, you know, I encourage people, man, just don't be afraid to take that step and go out and take a meeting or have a conversation. You never know where it's going to lead. <sighs> I have had that happen more times than I care to count, and it's awesome every time. That is, the, that is the truth. And sometimes it doesn't lead anywhere right then, but it shows. But right. there's, but maybe you, because you're there, you because you're there, you run into somebody that you weren't expecting, or see an old friend, or meet a new friend, or you know, you you never know, man. You never know. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, brother. Well, man, I would, I, you know, anytime you need me, I would be more than happy to come back. I am humbled and honored to call you a friend and brother and family. Beyond that, man, I am so uh, humbled and blessed to be able to be a part of, of your vision and your dream, man. I just pray over this, man, and it's going to go places. And I'm excited to, to uh, see where it takes you, bro. <laughs> Thanks, man. I, I appreciate it.
I appreciate it. You got it, it, man. And thank you again, Terry, for hanging out with me. And thank you, dear listener, for spending your time, spending your half hour or so with me. It was awesome. I just want to let you know uh, next week I'm going to start a COVID-19 mental health series. where I'm going to call it the COVID conversation. So, yes, it's going to be DeMond Does, the COVID conversation. And it's a, COVID con- it's a conversation about mental health. And it's something that I believe we all need and we all need to talk about because we're all affected by this thing. So uh, next week we're starting with that. And until then, see it, hear it, speak it, live.